welcome to this week's episode of How We Get By. I thank you so much for tuning in. And I do want to give a special shout out to some of the fans of the show who reached out to me over the last few weeks to tell me that they're really enjoying the show, uh, something that is extremely helpful for me to hear and gives me a ton of inspiration to keep going. So I really appreciate that. Um, A lot of the conversations I've had lately have been amazing, all of them really on the show. So I encourage everyone to even just go back to the beginning and check it all out because uh, pre-pandemic and then after pandemic and in the UK and little kids, it's been a really, really cool ride and I'm enjoying it. Um, So I want to thank everybody who has tuned in and who is um, continuing to support the show that I see a lot of growth happening and really cool stuff. Um, So today I wanted to take a break from the interview format of the show and talk to you a little bit about uh, different forms of shadow work and self-therapy that I think have benefited me a lot. So um, it was a very interesting day when I went into my therapist's office after having read this book I'm about to tell you about and said, hey, like I bought this book self-therapy and it's really helping me and I feel guilty because I feel like I'm cheating on you. (laughs) And uh, But I have a great therapist and she was like, no, anything that you have that can help you, please tell me about this. So uh, that was really, you know, cool. And I think that my therapist is awesome in that way. I think all should be um, because why wouldn't you want that? Um, So anyway, the book is called Self-Therapy. It was written by Jay Early. And I'll just read the synopsis on the back. Um, It makes a power of cutting-edge psychotherapy approach accessible to everyone. Internal Family Systems Therapy, so IFS, has been spreading rapidly across the country this past decade. That's about all you need to know. (laughs) But honestly, this book is about uh, creating wholeness and healing your inner child and... I feel like when people say, like, healing your inner child, then people who uh, may have a hard time being vulnerable or have a hard time kind of softening up to the softness of life and those um, imaginatory feelings, um, I used to be like that. That's the only reason I speak to it, because when people used to say, like, heal your inner child, I'm like, yeah, I have, like, a little inner child running around there. Okay cool. All right, cool. You know, like, what does that mean? And then once I realized that I had done so much in, you know, talk therapy, and um, I I did EDMR, uh, which I can talk to you about a different time. Um, but once I started doing those things, I, 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 don't, I think I came across the website that was like, have you done shadow work? And I didn't know what shadow was. And, it, and it's this whole idea dating back to like Carl Jung and uh, about how we all have a shadow side. And it's basically, um, if you think of like the light you give off and then there being a shadow from that, um, that that's kind of where that is. And in those 
And that shadow side is where our behaviors that we don't quite like and understand come through. So I, I don't know, some of the things that me, I mean, I am, uh, I personally am hurt very easily. And once I am hurt, then I don't always know how to handle it correctly. So I either, um, you know, fight or I run from it and isolate and, Either way, it seems to cause more problems than uh, there were in the beginning. So that was something that I looked into this as I need to get a better grip on some of the reactions I have in life when things don't always, I guess, go my way. Um, so there's a lot of different reasons to do this. Uh, you know, some people I've read are, had issues with lying where they just thought that they were, you know, lying about things that they didn't need to lie about um, and they didn't quite know why or maybe uh, passive aggressiveness like all of these things that we we struggle with but we have a hard time figuring out why well shadow work is gonna is gonna do that um, and I've read a, I've read a few different books on this um, and I like there's a lot of work you can do as far as archetypes um, there was one about the inner voice that I was, that really helped me. That one's right here. There's one titled Inner Work um, that I have here. And these all basically use the same idea. So I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to give you a little bit of information and some of these um, techniques. And then I would really hope that you could do your own research. Um, I definitely am not a therapist. Um, I'm not trained in any of what I'm sharing with you, so I am not to be held responsible if your brain gets messed up. Um, I recommend going to therapy if you can, um, or I also recommend exploring these on your own. But I am—I just do want to say that you know I'm not—I'm not recommending anybody does this, but it could help. It helped me. Um, and so the, the first book, as I was saying, is a self-therapy is um, it talks all about the different parts that you have inside of you. And if you've never really explored the topic of having parts inside of you, uh, you may not even understand what I am referring to. But I certainly didn't know this before I started doing it, but I got into meditation and I found that in these books, they kind of suggest like there's a lot of our, a lot of our uh, coping mechanisms, I personally think is distraction. So it's like going from one task, to the next task to the next and being so busy and never having time to sit down and actually figure out what you're feeling. And then when in, instead of working through your feelings in a, you know a timely fashion so they're not you know building up a lot of times we just distract ourselves until something sets us off and then we have an excuse to just blurt out all of our feelings or be upset about it for a day and then we go back on distracting and I got to a point where I just couldn't do that anymore because I had so many emotional things that had happened that I needed to work through them. And then once I realized I could work through them, I kind of integrated it into my daily routine. Um, so this is something, a skill that through reading this book and learning, um, I've 
I can take five minutes and do some of this stuff and already feel just so much better. So I think it's really crucial. Um, And if I didn't, I wouldn't be sharing it with you. Um, But there's a few different ways to identify, you know, the different parts that live within us. And um, I think that, you know, feelings in the book, it's feelings, body sensations, thoughts, um, behavior, and your desires. Because a lot of times we can't figure out what we're feeling, let alone why we're feeling it. I had to take some time at some point and realize that I, I didn't even know what I was feeling. And I had been in therapy for a long time and still... My therapist was like, can you identify what your emotions even are? I I think we have a hard time with that. And I also think that because we distract ourselves so much, um, the emotions come out in different ways, like um, body sensations that we don't understand. I once had a friend who went to the hospital because he thought he was having a heart attack and he was having a panic attack. Um, His anxiety had been building over weeks, but he just thought that was how it kind of went. Um, And then when he realized that his feelings could manifest physically, he was, uh, you know, he had to, he had to handle things in different ways. So when I'm, I'm doing this, um, when I'm getting started with this process, I I go into, you know, I don't want to say meditative state because sometimes it's only five minutes, but I guess it's just sitting down and clearing my head and focusing on my breathing or my mantras. Um, There's a great episode in the beginning about, uh, in the beginning of this podcast about meditation. I believe it's the third episode in it's CTE, depression and meditation. And we talk a lot about that. Um, But I kind of sit down and get into that meditative state. And I think to myself, where, where am I feeling like anxious right now? Because a lot of times we can say like, I feel anxious, like I feel anxious, but we never quite say where we feel anxious or why we feel anxious. So um, I'm also making muffins and using my portable recorder. So hopefully the audio isn't terrible. Um, but we're not figuring out where those emotions lie. So I'll sit on the couch and I'll think, I feel it in my lower left stomach, uh, which is really kind of strange. But you, when you sit with yourself, you start to really see how these things are manifesting. Also, if you have stomach aches, like I have stomach aches chronically, and since I've been doing this, the stomach aches have really eased up because I think a lot of times those pains are just energy that's being collected in parts of our bodies that we're ignoring because nobody ever taught us how to do this stuff. Um, I will say that I also think our imaginations, like when we're kids, we're encouraged to have an imagination or when we're artists, we're encouraged to have an imagination. But nobody ever taught us that our imaginations are actually really good tools to figure out what is going on with us and why we feel and act the way that we do. So anyway, um, after kind of that's that's the start of it that's trying to figure out like what what's happening and so what this book does and I I really can't explain it but it's the idea of accessing a part of yourself and they um they suggest that there that parts come in in two different categories and one is a protective part and one is a hurt part 
Um, so for example, when I'm feeling anxious, um, I may go to that part and I just, I try to think of the part of myself that's feeling anxious, whether it is my physical body, but this is where your imagination comes in. Um, so you kind of imagine, I do, I imagine myself going to this part of my body um, and I think of what's there or who's there and I don't know how it happens. I didn't believe it could before this book, um, but there are these parts of yourself. If you imagine them, they're like you're speaking to yourself. Um, I have a few different ones. Uh, the one is like this computer nerd, a male, um, and he is just sitting in front of this classroom door and he's just like trying to figure everything out. He's like analytical and he's just like, I'm, I'm going to figure everything out. I got all this and and this is the, an anxious part of myself, but it's very interesting because that a lot of times is the way that my anxiety plays out. I get very anxious and I try to figure out the solution to everything and try to figure out what everyone's thinking and feeling and blah, blah, blah. Um, and if I could just figure this out. So this book kind of teaches you how to speak to these parts of yourself and um, there's a whole ritual with getting into your higher self and uh, making sure that you're in the right place, which you do through meditation. And then you, your higher self speaks to these parts and figures out what the hell is going on. And a lot of times they're protecting a part of you that was hurt in the past. This is when trauma really comes up. And I, I think a lot of people are acting out old traumas in their everyday lives. I know I do, and I try not to. Um, which is why I'm sharing this information because I, I hope that we can all move past our, our traumas. But um, usually if you talk to these parts of yourself um, and you kind of figure out, like, like dude, what are, you, what are you doing? Like, what, why, what are you trying to figure out here? Like, what, what do you think that oh, my muffins are done? Um, what are you, what are you trying to, what are you trying to figure out here? What are you trying to protect me from? Like, what, what are you analyzing that you think is going to, and they'll often be like, well, it's not me. It's this. And I'm like, who's that? And a lot of times they'll be like a little wounded inner child sitting somewhere behind them who is hurt. And this protective part of us is protecting the wounded child within us that's hurting. Um, now, I know this is way out there for a lot of you, probably, um, but I don't care because it's very beneficial. And once you dig that deeply and start getting in touch with these parts of yourself that have been very wounded in the past and you, you kind of start to realize your behaviors, like the passive aggressive or the lying or um, the overanalyzing or the um, me getting hurt by everything. Well, I realized that there was a child that was hurt by something very deeply and just never learned the right way to process what had happened. Um, and then, you know, you do have to speak with these children and speak with yourself and, and kind of reprocess a lot of... Um, a lot of the, you know, stuff that's happening and that's not easy. So I don't want you to think that this is by far an easy process. It takes a lot of time. Um, a lot of times I write a lot after so I can write down everything I learned and then go back later and reference it. 
Uh, the last year, I mean, with COVID and everything has been extremely lonely for me. Um, but I was able to kind of have the time to do a lot of these things. I had been doing them probably since like halfway through 2019. And I dug up a lot of stuff that I really wasn't prepared to dig up. And that does affect, you know, um, your relationships and the way that you view the world. But I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's uh, can be challenging to balance all of it. But ultimately, I, I already feel like these parts of myself aren't taking over anymore. Um, I'm not getting hurt by something and then being so hurt that I completely isolate now. Um, you know, I, I've, I'm more apt to reach out to a friend. I'm more apt to call somebody um, and be okay with doing that. And that's something that I, I had a, a hard time with for a while. So this, there's a lot of benefit from it, but there's a lot that you may learn that you're just a little bit like, oh, I didn't realize that that incident in the past bothered me as much as it did. Um, please don't listen to this episode and just start doing it. Um, I would prefer that you, you know, got a book and, you know, <laughs> looked into the book because, like, I'm giving you the short version, but I'm just wanting to give you an outline so you know that this is out there. I mean, they, we have these imaginations, like, we have these meditative abilities, we have so much living inside of us, and we're all just scared to find out about what that is, and I think that's where we, we can heal the most, um, and the other book I kind of wanted to talk to you about, was it's called Inner Work, and it's by Robert Johnson. And it says, using dreams and active imagination for personal growth. And that was another thing that I've, um, I, uh, he, that, that really helped me. And uh, this one was really beneficial to me because I have had dreams my entire life that are very vivid and very realistic and sometimes I will say traumatic. I mean, I will tell you, I've had dreams where I have flashbacks throughout the day and I I don't know. And so I always just felt like it just never meant anything or nobody could figure out what it meant and... um it takes a long time, but there's a process you can go through where you take all of the images and the symbols from your dreams and you apply them to like your real life in a way that you wouldn't really know to do without thinking outside the box. I can't explain it, but this book does. Um, and so if I have a dream that really affects me, I will take every, I will list out every symbol that happened in the dream. And I will take that symbol and I will do a little um, like web around it, like a thought web, I guess. And I will ha take every association that that symbol has in my life, whether I think it's relevant or not. So uh, let's see an example. Like if I saw a car tire, um, I might put, you know, the association just got my oil changed or that time I got a flat tire or I feel like my wheels are flat in life or um, I feel like I'm not getting anywhere, like my wheels aren't working. Like it can go from very realistic to very imaginative, um, very existential. 
And the idea is to keep floating with these images and these ideas until one hits you, and it will. And you'll get, like, this, like, feeling inside of you that, like, oh, oh, wow, that that hit me a little bit more than than the other things did. I wonder if that has anything to do with it. And if you go through all the symbols and do this with every single one, and I'm telling you, it takes a long time, you'll start to, like, really see some themes. Um... This book in particular has the idea that that everything that happens in your dream, I mean, because it's yours, you it, it's like a part of you. So if you see a friend in your dream, like we always get like, I don't know, I feel like people get really like self-conscious. They're like, oh, you were in my dream last night. Some, if, depending on the friend and God forbid it's a crush, but it's like, oh my God, like they were in my dream. But uh, this book hints at the idea that uh or maybe even just says it right out that it's a part of you like so you might be seeing your crush but really it's symbolizing a part of you that you're not in touch with I don't know read it I have no idea um I'm just giving you guys like an an overview of these things because it's something that I was never introduced to and it helped me so so much um I have my own ideas about dreams. I feel like it could go both ways. Sometimes they're yours. Sometimes they're others. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, I uh, I think that if we all just can, you know, I think we're discouraged from using our imaginations to figure things out. And uh, we're all very science-based and not as intuitive as we probably once were or if we do have an intuition about something we kind of block it out but my philosophy is to kind of lean into it and see like what what is this all about you know why am I feeling this way I want to take the time to figure that out um I don't know that our society puts a big emphasis on doing stuff like this or taking the time out of your day to sit down and actually be like what am I feeling why am I feeling it and speaking to that part of yourself that's feeling it Uh, we weren't taught that as kids some of us are taught that in therapy if we go that particular route some of us not yet we all have this active imagination and we had it since we were children and sometimes I think society stamps it out I think that that's really depressing. Um, I think when I was going through a really tough time, when I was starting to explore some of these themes, I kept hearing like a voice in my head that was like, help me. Like I, I, that sounds cheesy, but I was like, it was just like, help me. It was my own voice, but it was like, help me. And it took a long time for me to really access that part of myself, but it was my imagination. And my imagination was saying, like, I want to be used. Like, I want to help you. Like, I want you to feel like you can imagine what's going on inside of you and then figure out how it relates to your everyday life and build upon it. And don't hide it in the dark to come out on a rainy day when you're triggered by something else. Work on it today. And then when that rainy day happens, instead of blowing up in anger or crying in your room for a half hour, two days after because you're so hurt by whatever happened, 
you may be able to recognize it as soon as it comes up. So when the trigger comes up, you're like, oh, well, there's a part of myself I know that is not going to like this. There's a child who is in a situation similar to this, and that child doesn't like it. But I know that now. I have that knowledge. I've learned about myself. I've learned about the things that have hurt me. And now instead of reacting to them as if they're just happening, I can look at the situation and I can say, okay, what part is reacting right now? What part is it protecting? How do I realize that this isn't something that hurt me in the past coming up again? And... How can I stay with my higher self and and figure it out that way? So uh, that is a a little quick episode for you uh, to kind of open up your knowledge, I guess, and awareness. I will post the links to these two books and another one on archetypes that I've been kind of working through. And hopefully, you know, this helped you. And, you know, if nothing else, just opened your mind to a different way of coping with mental health. Because on, in these interviews, a lot of times people don't have access to therapy. And I don't think that certain books like this are really touted in everyday life. Um, and I, I just think that there's something valuable to... being brave enough and taking the time to look within yourself and think, why am I acting this way? Why am I feeling this way? What am I using to distract myself? What happens when the distractions run out or something goes wrong? How do I react? And how can I do it differently in the future? I mean, if our president did that, okay, I'm sorry. I took it too far. I took it too far. Sorry, guys. But I mean, come on now. Come on. So anyway, (laughs) I cracked myself up. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of How We Get By. Again, I will post all of this in the show notes. Um, I want to thank everyone again for tuning in and the support that I've gotten for the show. It's been phenomenal. It has helped heal me. And I hope some of these conversations are helping to heal others. I hope it continues to be a safe place where people can share. If you're interested in being a part of the show and want to share your story, reach out to me on Instagram. My handle is howwegetby underscore. Or you can send me an email at howwegetby.podcast at gmail.com. If you're looking to make a one-time donation to the show, that can always help. I'm still working on building up my equipment uh, in order to be able to edit this a little bit more easily. But either way, um, the single best thing that you can do for the show is to share it either on social media or through word of mouth with a friend. Uh, You just never know who can benefit from hearing some of these things. Um, Also... If you leave a uh, five-star review on Apple iTunes, like that can help out the show so much. I'm trying to get advertising and get my foot in the door with that, and that would really help with the traffic. So if you love the show, please do that. I thank you from the bottom of my heart. The music that you hear in the beginning and the end of every episode is by Joe Burke. 
You can find his music on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to uh, your music. And you can pick up his vinyl at a local record store. Other than that, I hope you have a wonderful week.